Welcome everyone to the Bodybuilding Down Under podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode number 37. You're joined by your regular hosts, uh, myself, Lawrence, DC, and DY. And today we have a very special guest who I'm sure many of you will be familiar with, Mr. Jason Woodforth from ICN. Thanks for joining us, Jason. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure indeed. Awesome. So yeah, I'm sure 99% of our listeners probably know who you are and what you do, but for maybe that 1% who don't, um, could you maybe let them know what your role is with ICN and and what you do? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, well I've been uh, ICN Queensland President and also ICN uh, Vice President for Australia. I've uh, been doing it for now 16 years, my 17th year, uh, starting in 2007. Um, also the National Judging Director and um, yeah, been running around about 50 shows in that time, uh, including a few world titles, Australian titles and Oceanas. Yeah, well, Lawrence and uh, TBD uh, have, have had the pleasure of having you on our podcast a couple of times and thought we'll get you on BDU since you've yet to grace us with uh, your presence on here. So yeah. thought we'd um, start off with a more general question about the year ahead, since I think every year brings its own changes, uh, even subtle changes. So maybe if there's anything yeah. else that you can throw out, anything that you can let us know about the year ahead with ICN. Absolutely. Let me talk about a name change. Okay, so classic physique is going to be called classic bodybuilding. Uh, we feel it fits better because the poses basically are bodybuilding style classic poses. Um, so that will be the uh, main change for this year. Um, I just I thought there was one other small tweak we made. Um, no, I think that was the only one. Yeah, so classic bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. I remember us having a chat at the uh, the recent posing workshop, and you were also mentioning about how some of the the judging might slightly change for like the, the uh, like the oh. uh the symmetry rounds yes, maybe missing those yeah. and yeah, yeah 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 thanks dc um so the symmetry round's going to go and we're going to do a free posing straight up on the line uh what we're finding is if once we go into the free posing they're really getting their classic thinking on whereas when they go around to those quarter turns a lot of them aren't doing classic style quarter turns to start with and then when we get into the actual posing, we're still getting normal bodybuilding poses from you know 10 to 20 to 30% of the guys. So if we go into that classic straight up freestyle posing, boom, I think that'll really click with them. Because one thing we know from the 2018 world titles, um, we had 12, a dozen or so guys up there. And literally of the five poses, 12, five, 60 poses, seriously, there was probably 45 poses done that were more bodybuilding than classic. And then as soon as they went to do the pose down, boom, they hit the classic poses left, right, and center. We're like, oh, guys, what are you doing to us? That's what you're meant to do in the posing round. So we think that change will be a really positive good um, change in regards to the actual judging of the uh, sorry, the judging of the muscularity round. Mm. Is that something that's going to come into effect for season A this year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's really, really cool take home for anyone who's listening, who is doing classic physique or classic bodybuilding, I should say, um, yeah. just in terms of expectations as to jumping on stage. And if you're expecting to be doing your symmetry rounds and straight up, it's like, Hey, free posing, you know, that might catch some people off guard. So that's really cool to know. And also they'll probably still need a front classic pose uh, in that front symmetry and maybe a rear one, but those were, those two are easy to hit by just dropping those hips you know, to the left or the right, um, because you, you don't you want to be standing there on the line. You can't be standing there like a bodybuilder. You got to stand there like that classic style. Will the will the free posing be at the start or at the end? No, at the start. Yeah, okay. more on the line, and then guys, free posing, go for it for around about. And I'll just time how long it normally takes to do the actual quarter turns, because roughly speaking, of the symmetry, we'll do that amount of time. And for that, Jace, like, will you sort of ramp it up as you normally would for? like the pose down or is the idea there to still have it pretty subdued so the judges can sort of focus on what they're seeing? Yeah, 100% the latter. Yep, yep, yeah. The last thing I do is hype that up because we don't want them on the, you know, getting up the front of the stage. We need them back there where the judges can see them and watch their free posing go. So what, what sort of work is done behind the scenes on your end between, between seasons? Like what sort of evolutions are there for ICN? Um, mainly between seasons, actually organising the season after the season coming. Um, so we're looking at dates for 2024 already. We've been throwing emails backwards and forwards between all the presidents, um, including right around the world, just trying to put in the, uh, the right dates for everybody for 2024. So that's already begun. Um, I was just up at uh, venue 114 last week, just checking the venue out again with the new venue manager. 
um, making sure we've got everything right uh, there. And he's I've been talking to Chandler probably every second day at the moment, just to make sure we coordinate the things. So a fair bit still goes on behind the scenes. And of course, we start opposing classes every weekend. Um, so that this weekend coming is uh, Burpengary and Ashmore. So I'm down to Ashmore on the Sunday. So yeah, fair, fair bit going on still. Mm. Oh, sorry, got to order the outfits or the t-shirts. I just had a new uh, supply contact me, uh, local ones. I might look at using them. So yeah, it's, it's uh, something happening every day. Mm. posing with the pros as well i actually just got an email just um yes. just saying the event has been chosen i think yes uh march 18th dc is that right mm. yeah i know march 19th march 19th march 19th that's happened yeah jason doesn't have your number i got i got a text message from jace i believe <laughs> oh hey did you <laughs> <laughs> you mustn't be that close D dc <laughs> Oh, that's right. We were just on the phone the other day, but that's all good, man. That's, that's pretty cute, though. What I did, I'd go, I'll, I'll burst his bubble, but uh, we um we we got an SMS system as well. So uh, what I do for the pros is because a lot of you pros um actually use uh, Insta and you don't see Facebook, uh, well emails. So I also text message that message out as well. Yeah, mm. I felt very personalized though, Jason. Yeah. It was, mate. It was. It was just AI. <laughs> Actually, yes, you're right. I did get a text message too. How good. <laughs> and Jace, in terms of like, you know, you mentioned there, like you're discussing with the other presidents and I'm assuming that's in order to coordinate state shows then leading into the nationals. Yep. I suppose this will be an interesting thing. Like, is any of that done within feds? And like, obviously everyone needs to put their product to the forefront. So like, you know, ICN is... is trying to promote ICN the most, but is there ever something in the back of your mind to not clash so that you can have more competitors at your shows? Uh, we do that with uh, NBA. Um, I sit down with Stewie and Nick all the time and have done for years. That's why there's literally no clashes, but this year actually, unfortunately there is a clash. Um, the NBA nationals in Melbourne are on the same weekend as the I, uh, ICN nationals in Sydney. Um, just couldn't be helped. Um, and there's a bit of a clash with other federations in season B. But generally speaking, um, there's been very little clashes over the last few years for any of the feds. Mm. We've picked out our own little holes um, and it's worked out well. But just sometimes there is some clashes. I always feel like ICN picks their dates and all the other shows kind of pick around it. That's what I've noticed. It's like <laughs> normally ICN will want, as soon as ICN puts their date out, it's like everyone else would just scatter around it. Yeah, it kind of doesn't work that way. <laughs> Yeah, no. So I was just going to ask you a question, Jace, about um, sort of the drug testing side of things. So, you know, is there anything that's changing for the upcoming season? Like I heard you speaking on Alana's podcast the other day of, you know, how it's really important to ICN to keep, you know, the, the competitor standard high for, for truly national athletes. So is there anything that you're employing sort of for the next year ahead? Have you ever thought about stuff like polygraph testing or things like that? Your um, urine testing is the best way to go. Um, obviously, lie detectors are very easy to get around. Um, there is hair as well um, and, and blood, of course. But um, look, the cost of urine to start with is, is just ridiculous. But can I just say, um, like our last nationals in October here last year, Wayne McDonald, our CEO, um, he would have done, I don't know how many did, he did not stop for eight hours twice on Saturday and Sunday, just one competitor after another, one after another, one after another, one after another. I must ask him how many did. I mean, he had to do at least 50 tests over the weekend, if not more. Um, and we in Queensland will do around about the same over the three shows. And, but can I say just um, on drug testing or just taking drugs, look, we're not like any other sport where we try to catch the cheats, okay? It's NRL, it's in the Olympic, it's in boxing, it's in everything. Um, but some people just think that, you know, bodybuilding is the only sport where they cheat. Um, no, bodybuilding is a sport where they also cheat and we try and catch them just like the Olympics um, do and every other sport try and catch. Uh, but also, look, for the majority of people, I think they do the right thing. You know, there will always be people and there'll always be this hearsay which you hear, uh, but for the majority. And if you do take it and come onto a natty stage, what are you doing? There's two federations for that. You know, just go, just go and, and, and no one will question you. Yeah. I actually had a uh, question on the uh, judging. Um, how do you go about picking your judges? Is there anything they need to do, like a course or anything? I remember when we were chatting to the WMBF, they have like a, like, I guess, like a little course that they have to run them through prior before they actually judge anyone on stage. So what we've done and always have is um, we've brought them on as learner judges and to see where their, their eye is at. And um, we've had, uh, I remember back in the day, one judge, I just went, mate, you, what are you looking at? There was just the wrong thing this judge was looking at. So he, he never, that person never progressed 
to becoming a judge. So it's all about having the right eye. Um, and some people can pick it and some people can't. And also the, the, the two things they've got to be careful of um, in a judge is one, biased. Uh, that's why all of my judges aren't with the team. Okay, so they, there can't be seen as any bias. Like we've got Vinci, he's not tied to any team. Jay Achara is not tied. Uh, Connie's not tied. Paul Bax is not tied. Uh, have I left someone out? Jai, Jai's not tied. So that's one most important thing is none of the judges are tied to teams uh, to rule out bias. Um, and if they do know someone going up, they've got to firstly say, look, I really know this person. So I'm either out or you can take my vote. But if you don't agree with me, I'm, I'll stand back just in case there's a perceived bias. And how do you go about getting them judges? Do you contact them or do they contact you with like an expression of interest? Uh, yeah, they, they normally contact me because I've always got enough judges, but I don't mind having a learner here or there um, just in case I do need one down the track. And go, hey, you know what? You did a really great job. Do you want to come on board? Uh, yeah. Oh, Sam Julian's been a learning judge for the last couple. And man, she's nailed it from, date, from the get-go. She's been brilliant. So I, I could bring her on as a replacement for anyone of those, one of those judges straight up. Um, her eye for detail and like balancing the, the the top, the bottom, the front, the back, and going that's your winner, that's your second, third is just brilliant. Jay's, I've got a bit of a two-parter for you, mate. Like I know that obviously you sort of head up that judging committee. So part one is when was the last time you were actually on the panel rather than with the mic in your hand, which I know you love. And <laughs> part two is going to be when you are the MC, do you play a role with the judges in you know shuffling people around, giving your input as well? Yeah, so um, I've not been on a judging panel in Queensland uh, ever. Um, I've done uh, I've done tropics, never in Queensland, um, and only at national shows have I been on a judging panel and international shows. Um, my my role as MC and obviously being national judging director, and I live and breathe this twenty four seven. So my judges come on just twice a year, sometimes three or four, depending on the number of shows we've got. Um, so I will then guide them, re reminding them of what the judging criteria is and ensuring that what they're looking at um, is fit for the criteria. And in my, it, literally, I, I do that so little these days because my judges are just so good. Go back a decade ago and um, look, I had one, there was one division where the girl that was going to come second was like, oh my God, how can this be? I mean, this girl's like fitness ridiculous and she was in bikini. And the, the, the comment back was, well, she's too good to win. I said, she's too good to be in the top five. Um, and that's the thing with my judges. They get the criteria and then straight up, if there's a body too good, they're not placing. Um, then they come out in fitness and boom, they place, they, they win. So that's really important. Actually, that's, a, that's an important point for the, um, the crowd to realise. And that's why I say it a lot of times on the mic. And let me use bikini as an example. If there's a bikini division up there with some just ripper bodies, like too good for bikini, I'll say over the mic and, and ladies and gentlemen, like what we're looking for in bikini is, you know, a nice tone. And if you see a body up there, that's probably really strong and probably too strong for the division. You'll probably see them come back. I'm actually holding a mic. Um, um, is it, uh, I'm going to grab this here. Oh, I actually got a mic. Um, and you might see them actually um, do better in the other divisions later on in the day. So this, they've got to meet the criteria and strike. Yeah. I guess yes, a big, big portion of that is like the the conditioning you're talking about, right? So when it yeah. pertains to seeing like a physique that might be too strong in the sense of maybe having too much muscularity or Correct. perhaps just being too conditioned, too lean for the division of bikini as an example, like their suitability might actually be up towards sports or or fitness or something like that. Yeah, 100% DC. And um, even then um, in fitness for the girls, we did have a year, um, it was up in Tropics, probably back 2015, uh, this girl who entered fitness was like, she walked out and went, uh, you're Miss Figure and you could have won because she just, before she even flexed, she was Miss Figure. And um, yeah, we couldn't make her win fitness because she was just unbelievable. And, and sadly, she hadn't entered the right divisions and also not contacted us, send us photos or, you know, um, make sure your coach sends us photos or come to posing classes to make sure that you're not wasting a, a division entry. And I think the classic is in the past, we've had a girl's, into bikini sports and fitness if you're only all three you're wasting one of those divisions it's as simple as that because you can't be both bikini and fitness you can be on the borderline of bikini and sports um so that's one important thing is don't waste your entry uh, make sure you're putting all your eggs in the right baskets is there a maximum as to i, I thought it was perhaps like two 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 that you can you can compete in like two two categories no, no. right you, you, you can compete in i've opened up so that you can be whatever you want you can go swimsuit bikini sports wellness fitness figure 
but you're wasting several entries there because you just simply can't be ordered. Mm, absolutely. How is um how is wellness tracking? Because I know that well wellness was was um first brought in, I believe, last season. Is yes. that correct? Yep. So yep. uh and no doubt it would have gotten some awesome attraction in terms of um, you know, some women who perhaps have their ge- genetic predispositions towards doing really well in, in wellness and building towards wellness. Yep. Uh, so this will be like, I guess, the second season that um wellness is prominent is it looking good in terms of numbers how's that gap category pr- progressing oh look it's early days like um i think I, uh, I put the entry form out last month or this month and look um the majority of people actually entered the last three weeks um so numbers were always really not too sure but for people coming to posing there's about four girls so far in posing classes that are heading towards wellness and just for your listeners so that um wellness is you, you know, you just got a stronger lower half the quads, the glutes dominate over the shoulders. It's not to say that you haven't got shoulders. It's just that bottom is dominating over the shoulders. Mm. Yeah. And what about sort of the conditioning requirement for that? Like if you had to compare it to another category, what would it be most most suited towards or most similar to? It's closer to bikini um, and heading towards sports in conditioning. So okay. you have a little bit of separation there, but oh, just a little bit, you're like, really um it's it's you know probably the best way to say yeah bikini where we do a little bit of separation it's kind of the same with wellness but if you're shredded no we will have to take you back a notch if you're shredded even if you know okay well then it depends who's up there on the date and this is the hard thing with judging is that we can say that we're looking for this but if we get presented with this on stage we've got to pick the closest with what we've got and i think use a an example i use all the time in darwin i think back in geez 2012 or something we had a bikini girls and there was three girls and one girl had a ripping four pack, like a ripping four pack, but the rest was perfect bikini. I'm like, how do you get a four pack first? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that come last? But her condition outside of the four pack was perfect bikini and the other two girls just weren't conditioned enough. So we gave the win, which made complete sense to that girl. Um, and that, you know, and people say, but you can't have a six pack in bikini, but we've got to have a look at what's presented to us. It's the same as sports and fitness. I haven't got a six pack. I can't do sports and fitness. It's not about a six pack competition. It's about a body competition, you know, it, and, and that goes across all divisions, um, all categories. You know, it's not in men's bodybuilding. It's not the biggest wheels that win, the biggest biceps, the biggest chest. Um, it's it's the whole package. Uh, there, there's a bodybuilder down in South Australia. When he does his front uh, muscularity pose, most muscular, it is the most wicked thing you've ever seen. It is like epic. It's striations just left, right, and center. It's just, it's just off tap, right? You turn him around, missed back day. Like, yeah, yeah and le- he leads you with an, 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 oh my goodness, look at this. Well, we got to go back to scorecards and go, yeah, I mate, you won that pose, but that's not the only pose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's not just that simple sometimes. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it is. Sometimes they walk out and we just go, oh, one, two, three, you're fourth and you're fifth, and they haven't flexed. That's rare, but we like it when that happens. <laughs> Jace, I thought shows were one from the back. That's what we're told for our whole bodybuilding lifestyle. Yeah, boom, there you go, man. Indeed, indeed. And just on that for um, all competitors, guys and girls, just remember, I say this at posing classes all the time, um, your front pose is your back pose. So often they'll sit there in the right pose with their back out. They'll go around the back. They'll just do a little bit. They'll go around the back and they'll just come and do this. It's like, no, your, your front pose is your back pose. Don't, don't change things up. But um, Lawrence, you're right. So many, so many bodybuilders in particular um, in figure and bodybuilding have lost because of the back. They, they just, and, and often I'll say to people, have you ever seen your back pose? And I go, no. I said, how can you, how can you pose it correctly if you can't see it? And, you know, the thing I say at posing classes all the time is if you haven't got a secondary mirror, go down to Kmart, tell them Jason sent you, ask for discount. Um, and get that secondary pose. It's a it's a forty dollar mirror, one sixty high, forty centimeters wide. And when you place it, pl- just hold it out like so, and just place it right there on the angle, and set yourself up directly to the mirror behind, and make sure you've got uh, not down lights, but lighting coming from a 30, 45 degree angle, like we have on stage. That'll show the um what your your your, your cuts best. Um, and it's so important weekly to be seeing your back and posing. And then once you've got it right, you're fair. Don't use um, mirrors because you haven't got them on stage, but make sure you've seen your back multiple times. And what's the process for choosing nationals? Like obviously Brisbane hosted it last season and then yep. it's New, New South Wales this season, Is it, if that's yep. correct. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. no. no New South Wales, um, we've got the City Nats in May. 
and then the Australian Championships is October in uh, in Melbourne. Um, the reason why it's gone back to Melbourne, we're actually going to keep it here for a few years in Brisbane, but um, we couldn't get the date for the venue here, so we've shipped it back down to Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. So is that the, uh, sorry? Yeah. Is there potential that in uh, twenty twenty four Brisbane will be hosting? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a chance. There's a okay. chance. Um, if uh, Wayne and Tony decide that's the best thing to do, well, then we do it. The one thing we tend to do is we make a decision what's best for the, for, for the sport, for, uh, mm. best for the Federation. It's not the best for Queensland. Um, you know, like, and it was just common sense when I couldn't get it. And I said, well, look, I, I'm not precious about it. If this makes sense, we've got to take back down to Melbourne. Go for it. Yeah, yeah no, no drums. I mean, I, I know our Queenslanders would love me to have it here every mm. year, but um, I will try and get it back often for this. Yeah, another question for you is in regards to posing again with the rear shots, but this time the lower half of the body. And I'm not sure if you're aware in like other federations, like in, in BNBF in the UK, they they don't actually tuck the glutes fully. They kind of almost uh, leave their glutes a little less tucked so that they can get a bit more like sort of arch and flex in their back. But like the, the plus side of that is it shows off the back maybe a little bit more, but the downside is that you don't show all the glute striations if you've got them like do you have any what if someone did that on stage at icn like what what would you think um i think the important thing with the back pose is i recommend that you do it standing straight up and down it's mm -hmm. so easy to hit that pose once you start arching backwards number one our lighting is going to miss you okay and secondly it's harder to hold and try this at home um it's harder to hold the pose the more you go back and back and back and i actually watched a guy in uh, junior's um, the show I went to um, a few years back. He got himself so far back, 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 back. He actually fell backwards. Mm. Okay. Um, and I think the stigma of that is from back in the 60s where Arnie was up on that stage and the stage he was up on was like, geez, it must have been like eight foot, nine foot high stage. It was a crazy height stage. And looking down at the judges, you're not looking down at the judges. You're looking across. Okay. This is across. And that goes for all feds. So um, the easiest way to hit a pose is is just standing upright in every pose, bar say your um uh, your abs and also obviously most muscular. Um, and what's gonna say that? Well, oh man, just lost it, just lost it. Yeah, it's gone. Because I think over in the yeah over in the UK, right, they have such a prominent sort of anterior tilt. It's that quite quite distinction between that posterior shot in terms of like here in Australia, where it's quite common. Probably over in the US, I see the tuck as well a lot more, but over in the UK, you get that sort of anterior tilt, right? Yeah. Um, I wasn't even aware of of this sort of more prominent anterior tilt in this rear, rear shot once I started to get more acquainted to some of the uh, the UK bodybuilders. Would you guys be the same? Well, the thing with just, just with the glutes, um, one thing I've noticed, it doesn't happen too often, but if you don't get striated glutes, don't, number one, pull your, your pants up your butt. Okay, because you're not showing us anything, you're just showing us butt. All right. Um, so unless they're striated, uh, don't do that. And secondly, it's not the most striated glutes that win. Okay. And that's another one that maybe he had striated glutes, he had striated glutes. So, yeah, I know that's just one body part. So, you know, it's kind of like in um, the front double bicep, you see guys trying to get the abs on. We've got a pose called abs and thighs. Throw the abs on there in the front double bicep, get nice and wide. And, and also, when that, uh, that's where I want to go, is also in both the rear and front. Uh, double biceps just make sure that you're not coming forwards or too far back you want to be perfectly as wide as you can be to get that pose on properly um and again i see a lot of people bring their arms forward in that position um that's just making you smaller be as large as you can mm. but in sorry and saying that um and we don't get it too much these days in the, in the girl model divisions is the girls used to have their arms out really wide trying to be wider but that doesn't get you wider to get your back out um actually i like to use this one all the time i'll do some voice to get your back out, your, your arms don't move as I'll demonstrate. So that's my back out, that's my back in, that's my back out, that's my back in. But my arms, but my arms aren't doing anything. Okay, so your, your back comes up from engaging the lats and, the, and moving the scaps. And you shall end up, um, the other one is a lot of times girls will say, oh, I'm just so trappy. I say, that's because you're using them. Just take the traps away and use the back and the traps just completely go when you've got your back out. That was impressive, Jace. Good grief, mate. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess like you've done that a couple of times before. Yeah, hang on. I got a better one, Lauren. Hang on, hang on. Oh dear. And, and I can also I can get the trap on. Hang on, I can put that trap on and that back out. That can be used on the dance floor as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but as I say to people, is um uh, practice with your body. What could your body do? But that that back one um has just evolved over the years. 
Um, and we did one with crazy Nat Bartell one time. I'm a client. Sorry, Nat. Oh, my God. Um, change your name on Facebook, Nat. That's my recommendation, so I don't forget. Um, and she got that um, Sophie Faulkner was videoing it. And um, Nat was as ripped as. And the way she did it came on, boom. And Sophie, Sophie made the thing because she's, oh, oh, it's awesome. It's on our um, real section, I think. Yeah, but uh, you see that one is just freaky what Nat managed to do. Yeah, I remember that video. It is so, and yeah, she was in ridiculous conditioning at the time. So it just looks even more impressive. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're not jumping on stage anytime soon, are you, Jace? Because Lawrence is uh, trembling in his boots after seeing the back shot. He's worried you might have him covered from the back. <laughs> I've, only, I've only got two strengths. Strong, strong, I've only got two strengths in my body, my chest, my back. That's it. You'll take me on arms, uh, abs and legs every day of the week. <laughs> One question I had is uh, the next world show in Australia. I know the last one we had was pretty much in Melbourne, which was at the Expo. I noticed that we've pretty, pretty much been going a lot more worldwide now. We're like We've got one, I believe, coming up in Italy. We've had some in other countries as well. When's the next one back in uh, Oz? I, th I thought it was 24 from Look, what I might have heard. Yeah, there's a small chance. Um, again, we're trying to work the best for um, ICN worldwide. Um, and taking it to the other countries has been really good for the uh, for the federation. Um, I send Korea. I'm actually looking at maybe going in in June. Um, Diesel puts on an epic show over there. If you think my three meter high, nine meter uh, LED screen is impressive, he once used a five meter high by twenty meter long. Just unbelievable. And the graphics he gets up, just everything he does is just amazing. It's next level he's got a shiny floor which we might try and replicate but it's a little bit uh, not too sure there but um if you want to check out an international show check out diesel's career one mm -hmm. and that's not taking away from any other ones um because uh, i have... he mastered though like not getting it in the background of the shots because there was some oh, feedback yeah. on that yeah that's right he did do one show where they filmed it and it was they were the, they were filming it on the screen mm. Yeah, you're better off with what I do is just, you don't want that. It's it's just, you've already got the competitors in front of you. You don't need them on, in, uh, on the back. Well, yeah. I, I was also referencing like when you, it was getting a little difficult to actually take photos of the competitors because of the contrast of the screen behind. Uh, it was so yeah. bright. Yep, yep, yep. But then uh, you, fi you fixed that for, for nationals. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So um, we did a few changes to the LED screen for nationals to make sure that um, there wasn't that, that problem. Yeah. Mm. Jace, we were talking about, you know, abs and, and midsections and, and stuff like that. So what's your opinion on, you know, a, a vacuum in the front double bicep shot for an open bodybuilder? Is that something you'd want to just remain in classic or do you want to see that in the open? No, no, just in classic. Just in classic. Yep. In, uh, in bodybuilding, we're looking at the muscularity of the abdominals. So you don't want to be doing a vacuum. Yeah, because I think, yeah, it's a tough one because, I mean, like you said before, a lot of people when they're trying to, if you try flex your abdominals during a front double, you tend to not be able to open up your lats as much. Mm. Would it, Would you think it's more acceptable if someone sort of pulls a slight vacuum where it just makes your stomach look flatter, but you're not necessarily getting all that sort of depth into the rib cage? Oh, is that for the front double bicep? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no problems at all. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Just, just don't suck it up into a vacuum because, again, we're not looking for that. We're looking for that. Yeah. yeah. And definitely not in, like, abs and thighs. Like, it would be silly to make your abs disappear. Yeah. Unless you're, like, having some fun in the pose down or something. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing, the thing with um, bodybuilding, physique, and figure is, remember, when we ask for the side tricep, we're looking for the side tricep first. You know, the side chest, we're looking for the chest first. So make sure that um, what you're giving us the pose with the muscularity shot that we're looking for first. Um, because some guys like uh, in that side chest, um, they go, oh, I've got to show this and this and this off. I said, mate, it's, it's side chest first. Let's nail the right side. Which side is it? Um, and then we'll go from there and see what else we switch on. Um, but make sure you get the right body part in the right location first before worrying about the other body parts. And what do you think about like competitors... I know Lawrence doesn't, so I'll single him out. But in like the side tricep, they'll uh, they'll spike their foot behind them as well. Like they don't, do, they won't do a, a standard side chest. I don't know, Lawrence, you might be able to describe this better than me. Yeah. So, oh, well, I guess it's sort of. I normally do it at the end as like a. Come on, transition. show us, Lawrence. Yeah. Should I should I disrobe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get those pants off. I need to see the trunks. Yeah. So you might hit like your conventional side tricep like that. 
And then to add a bit of spice, you might bring your back leg back, show a bit more hammy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy one to master that pose. Um, but if one, have you got um, a, something decent to spike, like you've got a decent calf to spike, and you can throw it in while having the front leg with the hammy going on, and then quad, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence definitely has the quad, that's for sure. So he's like. I remember the one where he curled his leg back and showed his adductor. He like half rotated to the back, gave us like a shot of like his adductor and hamstring before he striked it. it was, Wasn't uh, that the show he won? Yeah, one of the, two <laughs> the that front he won. double. He won of a the couple leg. of them. I think it was the whole whole season. Yeah, right. I've I've got a great photo of me and Kyoshi Moody from two thousand eight um, doing that pose, um, and uh, we're side on. I've got, we both with our shorts up. Here's my little leg about this wide and Kyoshi's um, uh, hamstrings like, like this. It's just crazy. Mm. And again, um, spiking the calf, yeah. Jace, who is like the biggest natural bodybuilder you stood next to? Would it be Kyoshi or is anyone even more monstrous? Uh, well, um, crazy thing with Kyoshi is, because um, I, I brought him over a couple of times, he stayed with me and I jumped him on the scales. Um, anyone have a, a bit of a guess of what he weighs on stage? 105. No, I'm guessing 92. Yeah, I'd probably say like maybe maybe high 80s, maybe high 80s, low 90s, maybe. 86. 86, oh. yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you jumped on, I just mm. went, no way, whoosh, shit. He's just like um, very thin around. That's where I'll start prep, 86, roughly. Yeah. <laughs> the um, very small wrists and ankles, so it makes him look very, very big. Um, he's very, very big, but um, yeah, he's not as heavy as you think. Another big one was Shane Little as well. He would have oh, been yeah. huge to stand next to. Yeah, big thighs on Shane. And um, also uh, uh, um, Trevor Hooney. Trevor Hooney, he, he is one big, thick man. He is huge. Sorry, as I say, Trevor Hooney's calves, and I must ring him up one day and ask him to send a photo. This guy's calves never trains them ever. And they look like, and he gets flexing Trev, he flexes them, and it's like someone's put a shield on there. <laughs> They seriously, they got an inch cut in, and they're just weapons. They are the most amazing calves I've ever seen. What's the most impressive physique that you've ever seen, personally? Because you've obviously been to a lot of shows, more than all of us boys, firsthand. It, it's pro, it's probably Kyoshi's, to be honest. But then, yeah, very fair. Like, you go back in the day, Nathan Wallace. Um, uh, well, let me use Brandon Kemp to BK. Let me use DC. I mean. The, it's, it's hard for me to say anyone in particular, but if you want to look at people who've won more world champs, well, then you have to probably go with Kyoshi, you know? Uh, and then I've seen Tim Martin, Tim Martin in 2008. Um, oh, did he nail his conditioning over in San Fran? Oh, my Lordy. And, you know, just to show that what can happen, three weeks later, I think he didn't even get a first in the open divisions at the uh, Southwood RSL there at Nationals. And three weeks later, just dialed it in and smoked it. Just smoked. Oh, and so, um, oh, who's the big guy down? Uh, what Warren, Warren Colbert, Warren Clampett, Warren Clampett. Great physique too. Just so many great physiques, seriously. And if I went down the girls' track, oh my goodness, Lucy Hermans. I mean, and where do I start and stop with the girls? Just so many. Oh, oh, and a recent one, Kate Archibald. You know, unbelievable. Unreal physique. Oh, mate, I saw um Tierra's st story the other day, and there was a lady up there who is coming in for figure as well and goodness gracious me she was really really impressive like when mm -hmm. she's shredded that's going to be terrifying to be honest yeah yeah um yeah look just i mean I, I could mention just hundreds of names of just some amazing physiques just amazing and even just last year look at the pro winners open winners just just amazing a lot of very top-notch figure girls coming through i've noticed yep yep and i'd like to see a few of those fitness girls uh notch it up in the figure for sure brave I actually, I actually had one question on the divs. Are there any divs that you're going to put on the back burner or any divs that you might have coming in? Like, you know, I noticed that we adopt a lot of other divs from other feds, for example, like the wellness. Like, are you looking at like introducing like a women's physique, which isn't like figure or like, because I noticed you also put on the back burner, the muscle model. I think you replace that with the wellness. No, 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 male muscle model. We replace with more so the men's classic physique, which will now be classic bodybuilding. Um, and... The... I think DY is keen on men's wellness as well. I'm just wondering if you're going to bring in a men's swimsuit. Let's <laughs> be real. That's what I'm after. I've got the Borat bikini hanging up in the wardrobe. Well, funny that you mentioned that because someone put up on Facebook, um, someone's photoshopped, um, I think it was a political thing. 
but someone's photoshopped a Borat in a men's bodybuilding uh, just recently on social media. <laughs> and and Ron, who runs head office, just shared with our, our, our president's group chat literally an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, now leave the Borats at home, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are there any divs that are going to be changing? Oh, yeah, no, no, none, <laughs> none at all. So uh, we've just taken wellness. So we put wellness in last year, took my male muscle model out. Um, and that should be all the changes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm probably going to keep men's street model out. It's big in India, um, big in some other countries. Um, and I'll, I keep weighing up whether or not um, Miss Street model. We offer it. It's kind of like we offer everything. And then if they enter, so be it. Yeah. And the other one that will be at all the shows is the transformation show. And actually, in any, I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build a bit more of a physically challenged um, the division. Um, our physically challenged uh, reel that we put up, uh, the Kirsten put up, and another shout out to Kirsten who does an amazing job on Insta for us, is um, our biggest reel ever with over 20,000 um, views was the PC of uh, the two guys from Melbourne from Nationals. Yeah, it just went rank. It just comments, shares, just just everything. It, it beat every other video we've ever put up. So, um, and when, you, when you're in the crowd, the, the crowd just goes off the PC division. It's just awesome. Yeah, because even at the Olympia, you know, you see stuff like wheelchair bodybuilding and yeah. those guys, like, man, they are absolutely incredible. So it would be great to have an avenue where, you know, because at the end of the day, like more people we can include, you know, it gives them that opportunity, which is great. Yeah, actually, I had um, in 2011, I had my mate James, uh, he's in a wheelchair and he was competing. And um, I said on the mic, I said, okay, and spin around to the front. I said, it's the first time I actually say to someone, spin around, they can. <laughs> I've got a question about uh, classic physique again, and I've noticed that in classic, sort of similar to men's fitness, like let's say it's a classic front double buy, uh, they, let's say you've got two or three classic front double buy variations up your sleeve. Is it better to flick through those um, or is it better to hold the same one until the pose is called, the next yeah, pose is called? Look, we, we are toying with the idea and this will be decided very shortly um, of mandatory poses. Mm -hmm. So this will be the exact way you hold this pose, that pose, that pose, and that pose. Um, yeah. It's it's not so bad if the poses are fairly close to each other back in the day. It's when you do get, say, maybe that pose versus, you know, that pose. Just, mm. it's a big difference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so we're going to try and rein that in a bit. Yeah, that'll be good. Because, like, I guess it will make it more comparable. And then yeah. they've got that option to do the free posing at the start as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, another question as well is, obviously you must get a lot of uh, emails and, and messages from, from first time competitors. Like what are some of the more common messages or questions that you get um, that other listeners might find useful? Um, to top tips for the day. Um, I think the number one top tip I give is uh, the only thing you can control is you putting the best version of you on stage is winning. Okay. Um, outside of that, the, the medals are a bonus. The trophies are placings are all a bonus. If you take that pressure off yourself of winning and just having a great time putting the best version of you on stage, your mindset's going to be good. Um, whereas, you know, if you get a second and you wanted to win, well, that makes you a loser because you didn't win. So you can't be a winner. Um, and what I love watching um, when I'm calling the, uh, the placing out on the microphone, someone might get a fourth and they'll be, yeah. And I'll go, way to, way to go, way to go on you, mate. Um, because they're just so happy. And they'll get off there if they want to do better. Like if I go, okay, coach, we've got a fourth. What do I do wrong? What have I got to just change? Okay, we'll do this. Excellent. Let's go. You know, and I and I love people seeing seeing them celebrate no matter what place they get, um, because you can't see the judges. So you can't see everybody on stage. Um, the, the judges can. You don't know what was going on because you you got no. You can't be sitting in front going okay, you and you and you on on the on the stage. Um, the other one also is be flexible. Um, so just allow things to to maybe not be on time. Okay, and that, that, that way you just go, okay, well, they said we could be half an hour early, half an hour late. At the moment, we're 15 minutes behind. I don't care. I'm ready. Oh, we're 15 minutes early. That's okay. I'm ready. So be ready early. Um, I say to be ready up to an hour early. Um, obviously, do your pump up last. You can do your pump up easily in the last 15 minutes once you know where that um, stage time is. But just allow that if you've got an 11 o'clock stage time, is it we're going to have you backstage at about quarter two, and we're going to come find you around about half past 10. So don't think that your 11 o'clock stage time is, I'm just going to get ready and be ready at 11 o'clock. You're going to need to be ready an hour beforehand and just chill with the day and relax. Mm, that's probably a good tip, hey, because always being backstage, the, the time can either speed up, you can be a little bit ahead time and then 
know, a couple of hours later, depending on how many people were in a category or a division, that time might, you know, slow down a little bit more. So I think for any competitor backstage, it's probably just really important to know exactly where they're up in terms of marshalling. And just like you said, perhaps just be that little bit ready early, just, just yeah. in case sort of thing. Um, with posing, how often would you ask for competitors to pose on on both sides? Do you think that's something that that um, athletes should practice for jumping on stage, or is it only important that they really just prioritize, you know, one side, chest, etc.? Yeah, good question, DC. And um, something I started doing at posing classes probably for quite a few years back now is doing both sides um, because what we discovered actually probably be a decade um, is because I got someone a decade ago to go, mate, can I just see your other side? And they did the other side and just went. Uh, your other side chest is actually better. Um, so, the, and that's what we do at posing all the time in the uh, muscle divisions is we do both sides because up until your comp day, as you get leaner and leaner, you don't know whether or not extra vein is going to pop out on the other side or extra striation that wasn't there the week before and all of a sudden it's taken over the other side. Um, and also you can get growth from holds. So I recommend um, is that, um, yeah, do both sides. One of them, just the fact that you can get small growth from holds. And secondly, you don't know if one side is going to pop better come game day. Mm, absolutely. And, and, uh, and sorry, sorry, DC, we've changed over the years. We've changed over a stack of people where when we're on the other side, we've gone, uh, your other side's better. They're going, you know, I just never thought I'd do it because I was comfortable on this side. No, get uncomfortable and check the other side out. Mm. In and terms also, of like... And sorry, sorry, did you see? Um, and also make sure in the in both poses you're holding the arms in the same location. Like um, the side tricep in particular, you're, you're holding on this side here, that's great. And on the other side, you're holding on this and you go, oh, it's definitely the other side. No, that's because you've got the arms in the different locations. Make sure they're identical to pick from. Mm. Have you ever been in a situation where you know there's been like two competitors? back to back and the, and the judges are obviously trying to assess, you know, their current position, whether who's first or second and has have, have competitors been asked to present their opposite side, like maybe their non-dominant side. And does that sometimes been the differentiating, differentiating factor between, you know, someone coming first and perhaps someone coming second. Yeah. It's very, very rare DC. Um, but we have asked for it in the past. Um, and I think we've actually had a couple of ties in the past. Um, one was in men's bodybuilding 50 plus from memory. Um, whilst they were slightly different bodies, they were just so good. We just felt like we, we just couldn't split them. Um, it was simple as that. We went, no, we're going to award for, um, a, a double first. And I think we've also done that in girls um, one time before as well. Uh, very rare, but it does happen. And the other one, what have I asked before? Sometimes I'll ask for just quads. You know, just guys, I just want quads. Forget your abs, just give us a quad display. Um, because it's just that tight. We just want to go body part by body part on so certain body parts. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Another question I had about um, backstage. So I know in the last show at the, or both the Queenslands and the nationals, uh, we had some equipment backstage, which was very cool. You know, some easy yes. bars, yep. some dumbbells, some bands, things like that. Uh, is that something that's going to be kept for the shows this season? Are there any more uh, equipment that's going to be supplied or anything like that? Yeah, well, um, uh, Derwin from Mr. Treadmill um, supplied that last time for Nationals and uh, all going well, that will happen again for the, the shows this year. Um, so, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Mr. Treadmill um, at uh, G-Bung there to support our sponsors that support the shows. Oh, but sorry, and we'll always have the bands there. Um, but you know what? Nothing rocks like 100 push-ups to failure and then do three sets to failure. I remember having a, I was in um, Canberra one year and um, yeah, so uh, we were back backstage and he was about to go on. I said, and you know much of a pump. I said, mate, give me as many push-ups as you can do. And he, I said, and as he's struggling and shaking, I said, no, you got to find me another one. You got to find me another one. And he, he finished that first set. And we did like three or four sets of them. By the time we'd done them over about seven or eight minute period, maybe 10 minutes, he was just like pumped as. And he goes, man, I've never been so pumped. You know, you can't get pumped from heavy weights. You get pumped from lots of reps. Um, and he was just mega, mega pumped. It was just great. So yeah, so don't, like you don't need weights, but certainly they also help. I, I planned on, you know, carting in via a truck, uh, a barbell and some, do some knocks out, some deadlifts, maybe a couple, uh, something like that. Maybe a treadmill itself, get a little bit of a run in, get those calves pumped. <laughs> well, you don't want to put too much, too much, uh, too much blood in those quads. Well, generally, Jace, I know you've said before, like there is a couple muscle groups that for the most part, you sort of rule them out as like a no pump zone. So are mm -hmm. there any that you would recommend people try, keep, you know, unpumped? 
Well, it's your legs, it's your quads. Yeah, I, I remember um, there was a show uh, a few years back and um, they kept them on that long, the, the, uh, the open guys. By the time they, they presented the trophies, the guy who won wasn't the winner. He, his legs were so blown, there was nothing. Go back 35 minutes earlier and pretty much, well, yeah, I'm happy for him to win. But they kept on out there and out there and out there and out there. And that's why we try to make a decision within that five to 10 minute mark and not just spin you around and spin you around. Because otherwise the decision's going to change and we have to rejudge it again. We've got to judge you as you first come out in those first few minutes. Um, otherwise, like I said, it, that, that yeah, the way it was presented 35 minutes later, I'm like, you're not, you're not the winner. You were 35 minutes ago, but mm. uh, yeah. What, what you said there actually just sparked a comment from the past nationals um, when Aaron Curtis won the open bodybuilding pro lineup. And yes. obviously like he got beaten to, he got beaten in one of the open categories and then he won the Oceania category yes. to get his pro card. So like, what was the reasoning behind, obviously he was the best in the uh, pro lineup. That's why he won. But what do you think went on behind the scenes there for him to kind of emerge triumphous in the pro lineup? Um, that's a good question. And Jack, I can't, what, hang on. What did, what did he, what did he win? Did, did he win the pro lineup? He won the pro lineup. Yeah. Uh, number mm, one. So he won the Oceania, um, title and that won him the pro card. And then he went into the, the, the pro show right after that. Well, it was did, like, a, it was like a quite a few, quite a few hours later in yeah. the day. So, um, the guy who beat him in the opens, was he in the pro lineup? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know what he did backstage different, but he was the winner on the day. But mind you, that pro line was damn close. Mm. You, you could have argued that pro lineup in several different ways. It, it was a great quality lineup. Um, but, you know, I go back to um, ooh, 2012 Ohio in the United States where um, Bryce Cleary came out in his first division over two days and clearly was second. And anyway... Two hours later, just two hours later, I don't know what he did, but he came out and was clearly first in everything he did. And the worst thing about that was is because he didn't win his first division, which was the Open, and the only way he could go into the overalls in that division he was in was win the Opens. So the guy um, he then beat in other divisions throughout the, the, week, the weekend, um, yeah, he rightfully got his first and got to go in the overall lineup. Bryce couldn't, but was actually beating him later on in the day and the next day. So things can change in, in two hours. Things can change in 10 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the most important thing is we judge you as you are out there. And that's why sometimes results change where one girl beats another girl and then she swaps. You know, like we, we go with the dynamic stage and you give us now and presentation is now, not what you did 30, 40, 50 minutes ago. Yeah, I think that's a good take home because as you said, like, someone might win their weight class and then come out in the opens and then beat someone who beat that, who beat them previously. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a guy up the coast. What's his name? He lives up the Sunshine Coast. Oh, man, he's one of our best nannies ever. He used to go to a comp and he knew his body that well and he had feathering in his quads that was fully sick and he'd eat jelly beans. And as he'd eat jelly beans, he'd wait five or 10 minutes or I don't know how long it was and he'd check out his feathering. You go one, two, three, four, five. He was that precise. He knew and he could change his body as required as the time got closer. So, yeah, it's amazing what you can do. Um, one question I had is uh, actually standardizing the tans. Has that ever been a conversation? Because I know over in like the WMBF, they have like, especially for like their world show, they've just got this ban where it's like no dream tan because BK got penalized for it and got um, placed worse because of it. Um, but like, you know, standardizing the tans so that way, I guess, like all the looks are the exact same. Um, you know, it's a good question, uh, Dan. Um, sheep pretty much will do that by doing the majority of the, the girls and guys. But once you get the muscle divisions and even fitness, um, you just need that darker layer and also shine um, just to pop everything. Um, if we're to do the exact same, that yeah, look, it's an interesting point. Um, it's a damn good call, man. Yeah, because like over over in America, they like with the WMBF, they did notice that when you had a dream tan on versus someone that was just completely base tan twice, the difference was night and day. Like you could oh, bring out, yeah. uh, like uh, like as you as you've seen, like you know when you see the show, and like I guess standardizing it would make make it a lot 
explainer across the uh, all of the divisions and judging. So yeah. I, I just wondered if that was ever like a point of call or maybe like it could be something down the line that you might introduce. Maybe it might not need to be for a state show, but maybe for like a national or a world show, like standardizing the tans across the board. Sometimes it's easier for nationals and worlds because people are coming in and you can use that one um, supplier like we do with Chic. Um, but yeah, it's nothing that we've ever stopped people just doing their own thing. Um, but it's certainly something the way you've uh, pitched it because we get some bad tans up there. Um, and guys, any guys listening, man, tan your face, tan your face. You get a gut, really dark color. And especially in men's fitness, ah, oh, man, you're selling yourself as a model. Um, you know, the tans just go up to here and stop. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Um, I think and, I did that one in my first season, Jace. Yeah, you did. And, I remember. <laughs> yeah. And I remember because I had family members who they didn't believe it was me because they thought my head had been like photoshopped onto the pictures. <laughs> Gold. And if you're bald like me, is it um do the whole head? Do the whole head. And I, I stuffed up one year. Um, I actually used Dream Tan and it was the wrong thing to use. And then one, one year girl said, No, no, don't do that. You use this makeup and they put this really dark makeup on. Um, so you're bald, guys, the whole thing. Don't forget the boot polish as well. So like the lights <laughs> gleam off it a little bit too. <laughs> That's what I did with Scotty anyway, and it worked. Uh, lovely, love it, love it. So uh, for nationals, will it follow a similar structure to uh, the season B nationals where it was the open classes on the first day, second day was the other classes? Or do you know how that will run yet? Do you mean for May? Uh, for May. Yeah, sorry if I'm, terminology is off there. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. No, well, what's happened there is... um. We've always called by default the nationals at the end of the year nationals. Mm-hmm. In actual fact, they've always been the Australian championships, um, never actually the nationals. But because of all sports, you know, the, the, the end game is the nationals. Yeah. We're just like, like by default referred to as a national. Then Rab's brought his poster out and after 10 years has actually dropped the word city and just left it as nationals. And so it's been a little bit confusing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for that nationals and city nationals, um, I don't know what the way he's running it, but it's over two days and I'm pretty sure it'll run uh, one division then pros, one division, category pro, okay. category pro, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, he should have his um, program out pretty soon. Awesome. Yeah. And, and by all means, feel free to contact the presence wherever, wherever you're going. Um, yeah. Perfect. Awesome. And their numbers are all, and emails are all on the ICN website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that website to get to is icompetenaturalaustralia.com.au. Right. Well, um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps us up for today. So epic to get you on, Jason, to discuss everything in relation to ICN. Um, no doubt we'll be having you on again in the future. Uh, but where can people find you if they want to ask you a question or two? Uh, yeah, find me at uh, emails jason.woodforth at icompetenatural.com. Uh, mobile 0403 But again, that's all on the website. You can grab those details. Um, and or the easier email to remember is qld at icompetenatural.com. If you guys learned something today, uh, that's awesome. Make sure to tag ICN Queensland, uh, tag bodybuilding down under as well. And we'll catch you guys next week for the next episode.